Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. As we wrap up this week, I want to talk to you about a subject that I get I, I get asked about quite a bit, and it's the subject of humility. Um, I'm a definitions guy. I have a space in every one of my notebooks, usually the very last page where I write definitions. There's something, there's a, a, a note in my phone with definitions that I'm compiling. Uh, grace is God's ability to get to get the job done, to do God is, grace is God's ability to do um, what he's called you to do. It's God's uh, ability inside you to answer the call. Mercy uh, is God not giving you what you deserve. Grace is God giving you what you don't deserve. So these sort of things that draw a, p- a clearer picture. Words are pictures, and so you can, uh, if you can get good imagery, you can get a good understanding. So humility, um, I heard someone say humility is not talking less about yourself. It's about, it's talking about yourself less. It's not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking about yourself less. So let's talk about humility for a little bit. I'm going to start in Philippians chapter two. You know, humility is a character trait of Jesus. Jesus, who the Bible says um, in Hebrews chapter two, it says, uh, I'm going to read verse three, um, actually verse five, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So it's something that you do. The will, humility is an act of the will. Faith is an act of the heart. Love is an act of the heart. Um, peace uh, comes from the heart, right? These are things that are from the heart. Humility is an act of the will. It's you bowing your will and choosing God's will over your own. So the Bible says here, look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of other, others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself. Humility is something that you choose for yourself. Uh, I read a book by Mother Teresa and she said, true humility comes from being humbled. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says Jesus humbled himself. She said, true humility comes from being humiliated is actually what she said. But I believe people who don't humble themselves become humbled. And I'm not, I'm not judging Mother Teresa here. But um, the Bible says you humble yourself. The Bible says, let the same mind be in you. The Bible actually says, clothe yourself with humility. It's something you put on. In the same way, it says he gives us the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You choose to put on a garment. But it's all about what? It's not just about it's not just about being lowly, acting like, oh, I'm not worthy. That's not humility. That's, that's a misunderstanding of who you are. The Bible says the righteous are bold as a lion. Humility is about service. So the Bible says here that he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, things in earth, and thing un- things under the earth. So the, the Bible here gives us a, a, an idea of what humility looks like. First of all, humility looks like service. It looks like us making a decision to, to esteem others better than ourselves. So what does that mean practically? It means for all of us that our motivation, and, and for me, this hasn't been an overnight thing, but our motivation isn't ourselves or our own kingdom. Our motivation first is to serve God. 
Lord, this is the cry of a humble heart. Lord, not my will, but yours be done. Father, I'm not here to build my own kingdom. When I'm 75, I don't just want to have an inheritance to give my children. I want to have built the kingdom of God. The Bible says a good man leaves an inheritance to his children, his children's children. But the most important thing is that my life builds the kingdom of God. Father, use me in your kingdom. Lord, not my will, but yours be done. Father, I humble myself before you. And so your heart, the, the cry of the humble heart is, Lord, I'm here to serve you. I'm here to serve you. And how do we do that? We do that by serving other people. Winning the lost is serving God and serving man. You're serving salvation to people. I, I would say it's the, it's the number one, the number one test of a, a Christian's work on this earth is the souls that he wins. God doesn't call anyone to, there's no Christian that's not called to be a soul winner. It's part of our calling. So humility says, God, use me. It doesn't matter how uncomfortable it is for me. The cross was pretty uncomfortable for Jesus. I mean, we saw it even where uh, in the Garden of Gethsemane, where he began to sweat drops of blood. And Jesus said, Lord, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. But he had so clothed himself with humility that he said, Lord, immediately, not my will, but yours be done. So humility, first of all, for us as born again Christians begins where it ended with Jesus. And that's the cross. Humility begins at the cross. So what is this? You know, humility is actually, um, whether we're humble, the reality is, whether we're humble or not, the reality is, is we actually need God. <laughs> so there's, there's prideful people. You hear people, especially in sales, you hear people in business and they say, oh, I'm a self-made man. You know, I was raised in poverty and I worked my way out. I, you know, I, gr- I just hustled and I grinded and now here I am. No one made me. I'm a self-made man. Well, tell that to your parents, first of all. And then how about, how about you talk to the Lord and tell him he didn't give you the air that you breathe and the lungs that you use to breathe them, breathe them. Life on earth is, is humbling. You're, you're, we don't choose to be born. We're placed here. You know, a baby can't survive by itself. If Luke had been born and we had just said, okay, cool. Well, you're going to be a self-made man and left him outside. Wouldn't have made it. You, the, every step of the way that you go, you're, 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 the stepping stone is, is other people's work, things that they've done. Just look around your house for a moment and think about how many people have helped you in living a comfortable life. There was a, there's a company probably from China who built the drywall that you're, that, you, that you're using. Maybe it's American made. But there were people used to do that. What about the people who are used to dig to get the materials? There are thousands and thousands of hands involved in just putting together a structure that you can live in. The couch that you sit on, the bed that you sleep on, this device that that you listen to, right? All of it isn't there. I thought about this one time. I was kind of walking. This was more of a business exercise for me, but I was walking my mind down these footsteps of like how many people I was, I asked myself how many people benefit from my work. This was when I was in business. And I could trace it back to actually hundreds and hundreds of people who benefited because I did my job well. But then I started thinking, man, who, 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 whose help can I not live without? Like, uh, if I had to build my own house, man, I, this generation, I'm 30, how old am I? I'm 33 years old. But this group of people, this millennial people, if we had to build our own homes, I mean, maybe we'd figure it out, but it's not going to be like this is now. <laughs> I don't care if you gave us all the materials. There'd be leaks, there'd be cracks, something would not go right. We're dependent on people. Uh, even things like we take for granted, a chair, you know, a pot to cook food on, things like that. 
Life on earth means we're dependent on other people. Humility is just recognizing it, but first recognizing that God is the source of everything. But there's scriptures that tell us the importance of humility. The Bible says that God resists the proud. He gives, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And so for us here, you actually draw grace, more grace to yourself by, by humbling your heart and saying, God, I need you. I remember where I was standing. I must have been a teenager uh, where I was sitting, actually. And I was in New York City with my friend. I was sitting in Jamaica, Queens, and I was sitting on the front porch. And uh, there was just some stuff the Lord was doing in my life that was so awesome. I remember sitting there and saying to the Lord, Lord, I need you. I'm completely dependent on you. And it wasn't just an exercise to say it. It was this, this realization hit me. You know, you have those moments where you like, you said something to the Lord or you said something and it was like, you can remember where you were standing when you said it. There's, that's happened to me a few times. But this was one of those times standing, sitting there and saying, Lord, I need you. Lord, I have to have you. I can't live without you. And then for many years after that, it wasn't that same way. I'd say it by faith, but I didn't feel it. I had grown where I was content in myself. That's why prayerlessness is such a telling thing. When people don't have a prayer life, it shows that they believe they can do it on their own. Because prayer is getting God involved in your situation. People who don't pray for themselves, people who don't spend time in prayer are saying, God, uh, I don't actually need your help. Prayer is enlisting God to help you. Um, so you, for us, we draw grace to ourselves as we humble ourselves. And the proud people, proud people who can do it on their own, they're left out in the cold. The humble are safe with God. God won't abandon his people. Psalm 25, 9 says he leads the humble in what is right and the humble he teaches his way. You know, it's actually a prerequisite of the kingdom of God to humble yourself. And it starts with the cross. Lord, I couldn't pay this on my own. I couldn't pay this debt of my sin. Lord, I can't save myself. I can't give myself, get my way into heaven. Lord, it's, I need your help. And so humility for us is just a daily decision. Lord, I need you. And it becomes a part of who you are. Father, I actually need you. Lord, there's people that you've placed in my life that I need them. There's friends that you've given me that I, that I need them, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for putting me in the right place at the right time. And it's an attitude that God responds to. Why? Because what's the opposite? The opposite is pride. The opposite is you saying, I'm sufficient in and of myself. I don't need anybody. And, and, and that really is just people who have believed a lot, people who stand in those places. So I'm going to read you some things I wrote about humility. Pride wants to please man. Humility wants to please God. Pride wants to be seen by man. Humility wants to be seen by God. Humility knows it will stand before God. Pride is content with recognition and doesn't consider eternal things. Proverbs 17, 19 says, He who loves strife and is quarrelsome loves transgression and involves himself in guilt. He who raises high his gateway and is boastful and arrogant invites destruction. Humility brings, begins at the cross. If you've actually forgiven, you won't keep talking about what they've done. So God's looking for people. I like John 6, 14 and 15. Jesus faced with success and men's applause and promotion. He removes himself and went into a mountain alone. Pray in times of success and seek God. I don't think it's times of failure that derail people. It's times of success where they don't have their feet established. And you know, now is the time to get these things right, because I believe the Lord has great things ahead for, for many people listening to this podcast. Many people have calls on their life that they're determined, Lord, I'm going to answer the call. Lord, I want to stand before you and hear, well done, good and faithful servant. I'm one of those people, and I believe you are too. 
but deciding, Lord, I can do nothing on my own. Father, put a heart of put a heart of humility, even to do practical things like get on your knees before the Lord every day and say, Lord, I need you. Lord, you're, you're God and I'm man and I don't have it all figured out. I need your direction. Lord, if you don't guide me today, I'm going to miss it and I need your help. Humility is a key of the kingdom. Humble yourself before the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you in due season. It's not about us. It's his kingdom. I'm just one of the ones who's here serving the Lord, loving God, looking forward to a home in heaven and have decided to answer the call here on this earth. I love you guys. Thanks for joining us. Uh, We'll see you on the next one. If this podcast has helped you, if it's blessed you, if it's strengthened you, if it's encouraged you, if it's anything to you and you haven't tagged us in a while, we appreciate you doing that. Tag us on Instagram. It's at Ryan Yusta underscore or at Krista Yusta, which is C-H-R-I-S-T-A Yusta, J-O-O-S-T-E. You know, and talking to my wife before I wrap up here, uh, whenever we talk about marriage, if people ask us for pointers, talking about, you know, what is a key to marriage, that word humility actually comes up. Why? Because it's a decision. I'm putting my wife before myself. And that's really part of love. But it's humility to say, uh, Lord, I need your help. And, and, and we're joining in this together. But humility, when, when someone says something that maybe could ruffle your feathers, you're doing the best you can, and then your spouse says something that maybe... They, they don't mean you know they don't mean it in the wrong way but it can ruffle your feathers but you decide you know what I, I'm choosing to overlook this fault you overlook it it's a key to life it's a key to a good marriage I love you guys thanks for joining us we'll see you on the next podcast